Do we have options? No, we don't. And when you look for something natural, the fertility people and specialists then tell, tell you something that, yeah, you can do that, but you have to track your cervical food with hands. Mm-hmm. And you can have an iPhone, you can have a Tesla, but when you want something better for you, you have to track your cervical fluid with hands. Hello and welcome to Miseducated the show about unlearning the misguided rules from society that govern our lives. With me, your host, Tash Doherty. This episode is the second of a three-part series where I met with Christina, the founder of Keg. As I previously mentioned, I have learned so much from talking to her, and her story as a female founder has been really inspiring for me. The first thing I learned from Christina is that measuring your cervical fluid is a very useful way to track your fertility without using hormones. But as you can imagine, it's very difficult for women to measure their own cervical fluid because the cervix is deep inside the vagina at the opening of the uterus. And to have an accurate reading of your fertility, you have to measure your fluid every day. Christina created Keg to solve this problem, but how did her team design a medical device that women would be willing and excited to use in one of the most intimate parts of their body? In this second episode, I asked Christina about the process of developing this beautifully designed medical device and how it tracks the cervical fluid itself. In just a few short years, she has brought this product to market, made revenue, and has given women an incredible non-hormonal option for tracking their fertility. And she tells us here about attending a sex tech summit in Utah and how her team dissected sex toys in order to understand how these products are made. And what she uncovers is pretty shocking. So enjoy. Exactly. Okay, so then what also would be good to talk about is your personal experiences with periods and stuff. So like, how did you eventually end up getting to start this company? My mom is a doctor. So I never had any issues. Before I went to school, to first grade, I knew how kids are made. You know, I understood everything. We were always very open about all this stuff. But the problem is that not everyone is open about it. And it results in a terrible healthcare for women. And when I started my first company and it failed, one thing that I took as a notice was you have to do the company about something that you're very passionate about because the passion will help you get over when things go south and are really hard because you're passionate about the cause and it will keep you on going. So I knew that the next company that I will start will be something that is something to be fought for. And um, I was thinking hard about it and, you know, not everyone wants to be on birth control. Not everyone likes IOD. But do we have options? No, we don't. And, um, you know, when you look for something natural, the fertility people and specialists then tell tell you something that, yeah, you can do that, but you have to track your cervical food with hands. Mm -hmm. And you can have an iPhone, you can have a Tesla, but when you want something better for you, you have to track your cervical food with hands. Yeah, so you're tracking your cervical fluid. Your cervix is the part in between your uterus and your vagina. And you have to track the mucus with your hands. hands. How did you... Every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. All the time. How would you do that with your hands? And number two, was this like a doctor that told you how to do this? Or like, why 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 did this happen for you? 
Yeah. So, um, you know, sperm survives in your vagina only for a few minutes because naturally your environment in your vagina is created in a way that it protects you against uh, infections, against some residues and everything. Because, you know, like the cervix like bridges your very internal parts, the vagina, which is uh, still facing the exterior environment. But for us to get pregnant during certain times, everybody decides, okay, let's not be hostile to any, anything else. Let's create something that, you know, sperm and everything else can survive in. And the body produces fertile cervical fluid. Is a fluid that makes sperm able to be nurtured, to live within you and to move in, inside you. And when you know when this fertile cervical fluid is present in your vagina, you effectively know when you can get pregnant and when you can't get pregnant. Like, ladies, just FYI, if you're intimate and you're not with your long-standing um, partner, always use condom, okay? Because understanding this with hands is very difficult. So, and also you should be using condom anyway if you're not married. Like, don't trust anyone. But, uh, you know, like, so imagine, like, we have this very good opportunity just telling women, today you can get pregnant and today you can't get pregnant. And because it's hard to understand when this fertile cervical fluid is created, what we do as a society, we decided it's easier not to trust women that she can do it, but we will shut down her cycles and her, you know, her cycles with something artificial with hormones or IUD. So instead of like healthy change of hormones within the cycle, you have no change. Perfect. Like what an accomplishment. We do something to a woman that has long-term impact. We already know that every cycle that you have, full completed cycle, delays your menopause, uh, protects your brain against Alzheimer and all the other diseases because we were built like it. Women were built like it. So we need hormonal balance. We can't switch systems off because it has an impact. And we know it, but we as a society decided the negative impact is less as off if a woman gets pregnant because we don't trust women to know when she is or not fertile. And the other thing is that you can have IOD, which has copper in it, which is non-hormonal, but it's also not good with you. What IOD does, uh, copper IOD, is that it thickens your cervical fluid. And many women have complications with IOD, etc., etc. So why, as a society, we shouldn't be better focused on telling women when, rather than like, manipulating their bodies like to me this is very 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 unequal unfair men would never be treated that way like we have men birth control the reason why we don't use it is because men have side effects and no one thinks this is like okay like i mean like what so what i did i was thinking like okay so a doctor can tell you this everyone thinks it's fine why on earth we don't have a device like why we don't have a device and i was looking into that there is this device but I can show you it looks hideous it looks like something out of a horror movie you know like oh my god it's device. just this giant like long stick situation thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> like a thin long like plastic and metal rod with yeah, like, uh like meter cables. attached to it a cable attached to it oh god <laughs> I wait what is this thing called I can't comment on it right now, but I will. Uh, oh, is will, it a specific I, I like medical device that's yeah, yeah, exactly. used by a different company that's not keg? Okay. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, I was thinking about like, how can this be user-friendly, da, 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 da. In, then we have um, 
sex store here on the corner. So I yeah. went there and I was speaking to women. Good vibrations? Yeah. Oh my God, I love good vibrations. Yeah, so like I went there and I spoke to women what they want and that was it, you know, like it's not a big deal. Wait, so what did the women say when you asked them like what they wanted? So um, like what, what do they like to use and, you know, how they like to take care of themselves. And also important, the arousal fluid is also a fluid that can dilute the fertile cervical fluid. So I'm trying not to arouse women. So they're, they're pelvic floor trainers, which make your vagina strong so you can enjoy better sex after you train your vagina. Hmm. Um, so which means like they vibrate, but they vibrate to tell you when to squeeze because normally you don't think of squeezing your vagina. So you put inside you something that vibrates and as it vibrates, you squeeze. So when I spoke to women and customers, this would be ideal because you're taking care of your body. You know, you're taking care of something like that you deeply care of, but also it helps with your intimate issues. Plus you have your intimate, um, intimate fertility data. So it's ideal and you're motivated to do, use it daily. So, you know, every day, but also every day you train your pelvic floor, your vagina. So perfect combo. Okay, cool. <laughs> that seems like pretty fascinating. I guess my main pushback is I have an IUD and I'm very happy with it. And don't get me wrong, there are a lot of people who don't want to have to use hormones. And I think it's good to have a more effective way to not get pregnant and, you know, um, improve your pelvic floor muscles and everything. But the point is, is but, that people need options. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I never said IUD is wrong. I'm just saying it's not for everyone. And it's not meant to be used 30 years of your life. Yeah. Like no doc- doctor will tell you it's healthy. And I think being on birth control is good for some time. You know, like when you're a teenager, like I am not promoting this to teenagers. Definitely not. Condoms, whatever, whatever you need. IUD is fine for some part. But once you want to start a family, anything long-term, you talk to every single doctor and they're not on IOD. They're not on birth control. Why they're not on birth control? Because once you get pregnant, once you have a long-term partner, you, can, you want to switch or you, you want to help your body be stabilized. So we should have options. And unfortunately, so far, we were only focusing on options which are not good for long-term. So what I'm trying to provide is provide for women options, especially after they have the first kid, because after you have your first kid, there are many different things hormonally changing in your body. And you can't breastfeed if you use artificial things, for example. So what, what you're left with? Nothing. And we just deserve better as a society to have also things for women that want to do it. Because another, another reason why cervical fluid data is important is if you don't want to have IVF, ethically or you can't afford it you can go to a fertility specialist that helps you fix your cycles and helps you fix your fertility and to be able to help you you have to report back to them your cervical fluid observations and how do you do it seriously how do you do it so you know apart from managing your body and understanding your cycles also why we don't have a better options to treat women who can't afford IVF like Mm -hmm. why Mm-hmm. You know, like IVF, there is a reason, and I'm not saying IVF is bad, but not everyone can afford it. Yeah. Not, and we, the second option we have is so hard that it also turns to be very expensive because we can't track the cervical fluid. 
So it requires a lot of consultations, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I am fine with IOD. My, many of my friends are on IOD, but it doesn't mean that we don't deserve more and we do deserve more. And I bet, Tash, that you don't want to be on IOD until you're 60. <laughs> I mean, I personally do it for my periods too. Like, I hate having periods. So that's, um, you know, just something that I, that I like. Um, but so basically once a woman will try like your product keg marketing bullshit aside how will her life be actually different yeah so you use it every day for two minutes i use my keg when i brush my teeth um it vibrates so you squeeze and relax squeeze and relax squeeze and relax then you take it out then it streams to your mobile phone the data and you display what's what's going on today with you it tells you what when you're fertile, when the ov- it's supposed ovulation is occurring, etc. Um, Wait, how does it do to- that? So you, so it can tell based on like one or two days worth of data when you're actually going to be fertile, or just a couple. You need to do it for like months. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what we are doing, we are measuring electrolytes. Electrolytes is like the free ions in the fluid. When the cervical fertile fluid is fertile. You know, you can stretch it. It has a like different consistency of the water and different consistency of ions. And that is basically what we are measuring. To be able to do that, we need a trend. So you need to use it every day or like days before your fertile window and during the fertile window. Um, I am not, um, I am not suggesting that women should use this as a birth control. They should still, you know, rely on their cervical fluid observation when I do it this way. We have to do a usability study and we have to do more clinical trials and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, to go that route. But we we want to go there one day. But just to be clear, girls don't use it as a birth control right now. And also you're younger, so use condoms all the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. And so so but the idea is is that so you're able to avoid the clinical trials then for it right now because it has the other use of no. the pelvic floor. No. Muscle. No. So we have our clinical studies, but uh, women are buying it to get pregnant right now. So when mm. they want to get pregnant, it extends your fertile window from just ovulation to every, and every day that women can swim inside you, which gives most women a higher chance of getting pregnant. Many other women are using it to just to track the, uh, their cycle so they know when the ovulation is supposed to happen and what the fertile window looks like, how wide is the fertile window, etc., etc., etc. So we, the first product that we are launching to the market is as a fertility tracker and our clinical study was around timing the moment of ovulation and the fertile window. Long, long down the route, if you're interested how you get a contraceptive claims is that you have to have tens of thousands of users within different races and culture groups. Because apart from the technical aspects of the product, you have to understand the usability and how people really use it. Mm-hmm. Because you are also responsible how people use it. If they use loop, and the product doesn't work because of that, it's your fault. So, you know, there are so many things you have to take into consideration or they could be like abnormalities in vaginas, which we don't yet know, or there could be infections, which we know, uh, preventing you to accurate, accurately reading the whole for telling them. So, you know, there could be so many other things why we can't yet go there one day. I hope we will, but we are at a good start when we provide a fertility tracker. It really gives women full understanding of a fertile window when they try to conceive they have way more information when they want to track their cycles they have way more information 
and we are cooperating with fertility doctors. We set up a dashboard for them and we are really trying to provide them with information about their patients so they can treat them better. You know, what women used to self-report about the cervical fluid, now a doctor has a data also to back it up. And we are really, really, really trying to help women. And my personal goal, like really create something that women can switch from IUD after they give the birth for, for the first child and they want to be like, you know, um, regular and natural for some time. That's one thing that I have long planned in future, but there is a legal part, usability part, clinical study part that we have to undergo. Wow. That's pretty cool. See? Sounds, sounds, sounds difficult to be <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it is really difficult. But I think what's amazing is you started this company like two years ago. And now you're about to launch, like, when are you going to launch the actual product? Like, when can you buy it? You can already buy. Uh, yesterday, I was packing all day long these boxes. Oh, my gosh. That's cool. <laughs> Do you just buy it online? Like, you're selling them on, like, Amazon or something? We are selling them on our own website. Um, it's www.kegg.tech. Kegtech. Kegtech. Mm, love it. <laughs> Honestly, I'm actually thinking about it now because I think... Um, I didn't even realize cervical mucus or fluid was a thing, you know, um, and I've been doing a lot of birth control talks and helping people for a long time. So I'm kind of curious as to how I haven't heard about it yet. But that's also what the point of making these podcasts is, is because otherwise you just never figure it out. Um, so yep. last year, me and my colleagues, we attended Sex Tech Summit in Utah, which is also funny why it was in Utah. And there, the whole focus of the first part was on cervical fluid. Wow. And they call it the fifth vital sign because it contains so much information that we should be able to understand it. Wow. Okay, so... You should join of... us for Sex Tech Summit next year. Honestly, <laughs> I would love to. That sounds like so much fun. Okay, can you tell me a story from the Sex Tech Summit? What was it like to go to one in Utah? It's attended almost fully by female doctors and influencers there are also some men who operate in wellness space but sex tech summit we are looking at it that every woman deserves to be well treated in and enjoy pleasure and to be able to do that you need very good tools you have to have a good information and good treatments so we were discussing like the pelvic floor health because you know it's very important for you to enjoy sex um but also you can have problems Birth control is a big part because birth control plays on your sexual desires. It can also alter what you like and don't like. And having options, also natural options, is a big feminist movement. Like we should have all the options we want and need. Also a lady who was like presenting the male birth control. That was so funny. That was the best story. This is what I will tell you. There was a, there was a woman um, presenting the research on male birth control and how they pull it through. And they couldn't get funding for it. Um, you know, it was really hard to pull together. Guess who funded the research? Women. <laughs> Crazy. Like what? And now they have it and now it's available and they try to market it. But, you know, men are scared. Wow. So, okay, wait. So which women funded it? I don't know. Who? Yeah, from the top of my, uh, my uh, like, I can't tell you right now, but I will say to her name. It was, it was an amazing story when she was saying, like, how they were going through it. I was like, wow, like, she's so fierce. That's amazing. Oh, my gosh. And also about sex toys, like, when this is a podcast for young women, sex toys are, you know, sex toys are 
exempt from any certifications about biocompatibility and product safety. Which this results in is that most sex toys that you buy from online, etc., may contain toxic glue and toxic materials. So it's very, very, very important that you buy products that you trust the brands and that they promote biocompatibility and safety standards regardless. I'm saying it because when we were ever, when we were like bringing this product to life, we had to cut open many sex toys to see like how they are doing the vibration motor, how they are doing the squeezing, so we understand you know what's very what's successful in the market. And I was horrified when we opened most of the sex toys because they contained leaked batteries, toxic, mm. toxic glue, crazy stuff, absolutely crazy stuff. And I was why is this possible? And then on the sex tech summit, we were discussing that, that um, because they're exempt from FDA, they can virtually contain products and stuff that is forbidden to use on all the other consumer products in the United States. And if I had more time, which I don't, <laughs> I would really try, I would really try to do some campaign about it, like girls buy safe sex toys. Because they can really cause cancer and stuff like that. Yeah. Hmm. That's a good point. Yeah, we'll have to get a list together of all the materials and things that they shouldn't contain. And people are buying a lot of them now. And I have also friends who manufacture like different sex toys with Crave and all these other companies. But we're barely talking about those products within our friends. So I feel like you wouldn't even know which sex toys your friends have and whether or not your sex toys have toxic substances in them. So, yeah something to work on somebody out there <laughs> this is what i should do in every episode because there's always the problems that we uncover and we're like somebody needs to solve that like somebody go do that yeah, problem but... so you know that <laughs> would be that's a good one there to find out more about keg and christina's amazing story visit keg.tech which is k-e-g-g dot t-e-c-h or you can find them on instagram at keg underscore tech And we really hope that you enjoy this episode. Stick around and we'll be back with some amazing stories from female founders later. Bye.